the world around us is full of false choices. That temptation to be us versus them. For or against. In or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life? The gray issues of faith. To truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel. Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Joining us live as she does each week for this half hour, our dear friend, Dr. Julie Slattery. She's a clinical psychologist. She's co-founder of Authentic Intimacy. She's host of the Java with Julie podcast, and she gives us a pro bono session every week at this time. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. (laughs) Thank you. What do we want to talk about today? Well, today, it looks like we want to talk a bit about emotionally disconnected husbands. How, How common of a problem is this in your experience? I think it's kind of a broad question because there are some situations where a wife feels like her husband is emotionally disconnected, but he's just maybe not verbal or, um, you know, as emotionally attuned as she is. And then there's a situation where a husband really is emotionally disconnected, where he just doesn't know how to be intimate in any way with his wife. So I think a lot of women would say generally like, I would love to have more connection with my husband, but there are different extremes. So how do you recognize in your marriage when you should worry? Like, how do you make the difference? Tell the difference. Well, uh, Worrying is never a good idea, but yeah. I guess I yeah. guess the question is, when do we need to reach out for help? Yeah. Um, I, I think some of it is, you know, it's sort of like when you think about uh, physical health, it's the same thing with relational health. When you get a fever or you get a stuffy nose, we, we try to address that at home. We try to do the symptom or the solutions that we know to do. Like, all right, let's take a Tylenol, let's drink lots of liquids, let's rest. And if that's not working, that's when you go seek help from the outside. And I think the same is true in marriage. There's certain things you can do to connect with one another and that a wife can do to reach out to a wife or a husband who feels disconnected. And we can talk about what some of those things are. But when you try those things and you're not getting anywhere, that's when it's like, all right, maybe I need to get some help. And maybe we need to get some help as a couple to figure out what's going on. So what are some of the symptoms of a husband who is legitimately emotionally disconnected? Well, I think um, just not wanting to be home is one thing where it's like home feels like an intimidating place. And so a husband who's finding everywhere else to go um, to make friends or to be busy or active. So that can be one sign. Another sign is a husband who's home, but is just never really present. And I think with today's digital age, this can be true of husbands and wives that we come home, but we're on our computers, we're on our phones, uh, we're watching Netflix. And so even though we're physically present, there never seems to be a time when we're relationally present. When you try to connect, you try to talk and it just seems like one word answers and it's hard to just feel like you understand what's going on in one another's heart. That would be another indication. Um, The inability to address difficult things in your marriage, to talk through 
hurt feelings or conflicts. And so those might be some warning signs that, hey, we're just, we're drifting apart. And again, it's not always the husband. Sometimes it's the wife, sometimes it's the marriage in general. So this can happen because any of us are feeling disconnected. One thing I'm learning is people have different personalities and we go through different seasons and not to take things personal in my marriage. So how do I know when, if I'm feeling emotionally disconnected, is because of my expectations and my own needs versus his problems. So how do I know, like, for example, no, maybe you just need connection and go hang with your girls and not impose that on your husband in terms of fixing that need for connection? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. You know, I think one thing we need to recognize is that God did not create marriage to meet all of our needs. There's a certain level of friendship and companionship that is in a healthy marriage. But even so, you do need community and you do need friends and you do need activities that surround your marriage that aren't within your marriage. Uh, And I think this is particularly, this is true for men and women, but I think women feel this even more where you want to process life, you want to talk through things. Uh, As a general rule, and this isn't always true, women like to process life together and men like to do life together. Mm. And so for a man, he might be like, yeah, I I feel connected to my wife when we go out and we do stuff. Um, We tackle adventures or even um, we go shopping to Home Depot together like that. That's just fun for me to have her alongside and to be doing life with where a woman is like, no, I feel connected when we're sitting across the table having coffee and deeply from our hearts and souls. Yeah. And so, Sounds like uh, Janelle. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll be at Home Depot like, okay, nice running an errand with you. <laughs> I was not connected. Right. No. <laughs> And you need to have some give and take there. I think yeah. it's it's great for a wife to be teaching her husband how to do that in pockets, even though he might feel more uncomfortable. But I think there is an element to which you need you you have needs that are going to be met by friends, and that's okay. Like for example, I love deep conversation. I've always loved theology and books, and early in my marriage. I always wanted Mike to do that with me and for him to read the same books I was reading and for us to have these long conversations and he's just not wired that way. And so there've been seasons where I'm like, okay, well, I need to get in a book club or I need to connect with, with other people who like to have those kinds of conversations and not put that pressure on my husband who's not wired that way. Yeah. And I think some of it is, as you as you even talk to friends, you get a feel for what is a normal just kind of rhythm of, yeah, you guys aren't going to have everything in common versus a real feeling of alienation from your husband where there's just no sense of I feel close to his heart or I feel connected. I feel like I can share what's going on inside of my head. Yeah. One of the manifestations that you said that I want to dig into is when a man feels like a stranger in his home and isn't disconnected. And sometimes there could be a season where this is more intensified. What could we be doing to create that in our husbands? Dr. Julie Slattery, clinical psychologist and co-founder of Authentic Intimacy, will be back with more answers to help us better connect with our husbands. Hey, welcome. It's the middle of this podcast episode. You know, the spot in most podcasts where you hear an ad of some sort, maybe a thank you to a sponsor. We're going to do something a little different. Here's what I mean. Did you know the most powerful type of marketing is word of mouth? 
you know, when a friend tells you, hey, have you heard this podcast? It's so good. You've got to listen. And that's what I'm just going to ask for today. We're not going to ask you to buy a product or do anything in particular other than, would you share this podcast with a friend? Maybe it's this episode or your favorite or whatever it is. Pick out a friend or two, tell them about the Brian and Janelle podcast, and ask them to give us a shot. That's one of the ways to help us spread the word and help us stand out in the middle of a really crowded podcast space. We'd be so grateful. Thanks a lot. Let's get back to the show. Dr. Julie Slattery on with us live. She's clinical psychologist and answering a question of, uh, from one of her listeners on how to better connect with our emotionally disconnected husbands. And Julie, I know that sometimes I've learned from my counselor, because I, you know, I go to counseling, where she's, she told me not to own some of Len's uh, behaviors and, and to do it in a healthy way. So I don't want to put unhealthy blame on us, but we can create some of the emotional disconnection in our husbands. And sometimes it's when they feel like aliens or strangers in our home. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I, you know, I think sometimes, and this is not always the case because every marriage is different and every home is different, yeah. but in a situation when the wife is the one who's primarily at home, she's kind of creating an atmosphere and navigating the kids and home environment in a way that feels right to her. And it's her rhythm. It's the way she gets things done. And then when the husband comes home, uh, the expectation is you've got to fall into my rhythm because I've, yeah. I've had this going on all day long and I need you to parent the way I've been parenting and I need you to kind of stay with the pace that I've set for the day, mm-hmm. which is from the wife's perspective, very understandable. But from the husband's perspective, it can feel like, all right, well, I've been in my own rhythm all day long in my job or whatever I've been doing. And then I come home and I just want to relax for a little bit and gather my thoughts together. And I kind of walk into this controlled chaos. And now you're telling me what to do. And, um, you know, everything, everybody's demanding something from me. And so that can be a, particularly in those busy, busy years. And I know both you, you, Janelle and Brian are in the middle of this and can relate to this. Yeah. But home is not necessarily a restful place when you have kids, you've got teenagers, you've got messes. And and so the expectation that you come home and just kind of relax is not a, a realistic expectation, but it can create that feeling of, oh my goodness, I'm so exhausted. I had a stressful day. That's the last place I want to be right now. Yeah. And so, Did how you relate can, to that at all? Well, it sounded like Brian really connected. Well, ahead, no, Brian. I mean, Sarah and I had that challenge for yes. a number of years when she was a stay-at-home mom, and she'd get frustrated with me when I'd enter into that world she created, and I had no idea what's going on in there. And yeah. she and she wanted me just to jump in and be part of the rhythm, but I didn't know who had a snack, who didn't, when was nap, mm-hmm. who's crabby, who's in trouble, who's not, yeah. and it was really disconcerting. It was difficult for us to find out how to operate in that rhythm. Yeah, that's really rough, and. You know, part of this is understanding that none of us like being in a place where we don't feel like we're valued or know what we're doing. Yeah. But men really hate that. Uh, they really hate being in a situation where they feel like no matter what I do, 
I'm not doing it right. Where there's criticism or there's just this feeling of I'm not a good enough dad or I'm not a good enough husband. And so sometimes home can feel that way for a guy. Like it doesn't matter what I do. She always wants more. Or, you know, I try to comfort one of the kids and I'm doing it wrong. Or I give one of the kids a snack and then she gets mad at me because it's almost dinner time. And so I think we have to be really careful, even in the busyness and craziness of family life, to watch out for each other's emotional needs or home can become that place where I just feel like I get beat up all the time. And again, women can feel that way too. So this is just not a one-sided conversation. I got to ask this. How did you figure out like the man slash dad thing so well? Like you're nailing it. And there's a lot of women who are like, I don't get it. What's his problem? Is it because you're a psychologist or what? Well, that helps. And then my job as a psychologist is to listen and observe. And so when I hear the same patterns over and over and over again, I'm like, okay, there's something here. Then we kind of look into how is God wired men and women differently? What are their, how are their needs and their core fears different? And then, you know, my job is to apply that to daily living so that people can navigate some of those challenges. So for husbands or wives, I, I just want us, want you to help us a little more with this. So I get this, whether it's that the husband doesn't know how to jump in or jumps in with expectations because of the rhythm of their own day that the husband, the family has no idea about. Communication is important and communicating expectations is important. How can we as wives or husbands who are home communicate expectations in a way that's not critical and like it's how do you walk that line because you have to communicate in order to make expectations clear it's a good point uh you know a couple things i think can be helpful yeah one is to as much as possible provide a buffer zone and what i mean by that is it's really hard for any of us to go from a stressful day at work to a stressful situation at home Uh, one thing that really helped us when we were dealing with this when the kids were young Mm -hmm. was my husband having time, whether it was his commute where he would just spend time listening to a fun audiobook or you know, even just 15 minutes once he got home to get changed, to get relaxed, whatever it is, having a buffer where it's like, okay, I just need to decompress from my day and be ready kind of to gear up for this second part of my day. Okay. And so I think having strategies where you can do that, some people are like, yeah, I just need to stop and get a cold brew or something like that just to to kind of be like all right this part of my day is over I want to gear up for what's coming so that can be a really helpful strategy and another one is just like you're saying Janelle communication but proactive communication and so even when uh, you reconvene in the, in the early evening, which I always called sort of the, the bewitching hour as moms, like everything happens between four and six. Everybody's hungry. Homework needs to be done. Everybody's crabby. Uh, it's like four to ten in my house. Like the whole, <laughs> whole you got go it. ahead. You got it all going. Yeah. But I think just having a five minute touch point of... Hey, hey, honey, let me just kind of give you a rundown on what's happened today. We had some conflict with this son or this daughter just seems a little out of sort and just kind of like almost like a debrief. Um, You think about it like in the hospital, how they do rounds. When a new doctor comes on, they just go through what's happening with each patient. So it's like, all right, I've got a running start. 
And like I said, that can take three to five minutes. It's not long, but just with a calm tone, not a bossy tone, uh, just like, hey, this is the landscape for today. Yeah. Let's talk about how we want it tonight to look. Um, what are your expectations? What are my expectations? And so that sort of connecting can just make all the difference in the world. I like both the strategies you use, both for husband and wife, but you can't fix what you don't acknowledge. So if there are women listening out there that want to connect better with their husbands, they know their part in creating some of this, the husband feeling like a stranger at home. What can we tell our husbands to say, listen, I know you may not feel it or know it, but let me know if you're a stranger, like... What can we do for, for a guy that may not even realize they're emotionally disconnected in this way? I think one thing that we can do as wives is make observations without making judgments. And so a statement like, hey, honey, I notice every time when you come home, um, sometimes it just feels like you're, you're not really with us. It feels like you're still carrying the stress of the day. Do you ever have that sense or, or even asking the question, what is it like for you to make that transition from work into crazy home life. And those are observations. They're not saying, I need you to step it up. Whenever you come home, I've had a busy day. You just go off and do that and that. So when we come at this conversation with being accusatory or demanding, the guy's not going to want to listen and he's not going to want to share. And so I just think, again, it's the observation of, you know, five o'clock or six o'clock is, you know, just feels like a crazy time for us. How can we do this better as a couple? So those sort of statements that invite problem solving and invite sharing can be most helpful. Great stuff again this week from our good friend, Dr. Julie Slattery. She's a clinical psychologist, co-founder of Authentic Intimacy. And of course, she's host of the Java with Julie podcast. What can we expect in this week's episode? We're talking about uh, recovering from infidelity or recovering from sexual addictions and how do you reintegrate intimacy, emotional, spiritual, physical intimacy back into your marriage after you've experienced some form of infidelity as a couple. So it's a deep conversation, very practical and very helpful for couples who find themselves in that situation. Great. So go wherever you get your podcasts and you can find her. It's Java with Julie or just go to AuthenticIntimacy.com. As always, thanks for your great advice this week, friend. It's always good to be with you too. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or again at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week. Josue Villa, Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle Podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.